turbulent times call for clear-headed insight. That's hard to come by these days, especially on TV. That's where we come in. Salem News Channel has the greatest collection of conservative minds all in one place. People you know and trust, like Dennis Prager, Eric Metaxas, Charlie Kirk, and more. Unfiltered, unapologetic truth. Find what you're searching for at snc.tv and on Local Now Channel 525. AM 1280, The Patriot, WWTC, Minneapolis, St. Paul. Intelligent Radio, fueled by Lucky's Station. With SRN News, I'm Bob Agnew in Washington. The 2018 Conservative Political Action Conference, wrapping up today near Baltimore. Angie Ross is a student at Salisbury University. Among those attending, she was pleased with the president's speech yesterday. I think it was great. It was definitely like a rallying cry. Like everybody could just get in on it. He's talking about all of his great accomplishments, and everybody is totally in support. It was it was like such an uplifting experience. The Reverend Billy Graham's body being taken to his hometown of Charlotte, North Carolina. The motorcade with Billy Graham's casket left the Cove Evangelistic Training Center in Asheville just after 11 a.m. local time this morning. As the procession began, about one hundred people lined the road, some with one hand holding their phones for a picture and the other hand over their heart. Others were standing on overpasses and some motorists pulled over. It's a four-hour procession to the Graham Library in Charlotte where there will be a private family viewing this weekend. And this is SRN News. Joe Walsh sees gun control enthusiasts pushing harder than ever. After what happened in Florida last week, these people on the left who would do whatever they can do to get rid of guns in America, they are on a mission. And they're not going to hold back. The Joe Walsh Radio Program, weeknights at 11 on AM 1280. The Patriot, Intelligent Radio. Coming up next on The Patriot, it is the Northern Alliance Radio Network with the headliner, Mitch Berg. It's the longest-running conservative talk show in the Twin Cities. Tomorrow at 2 p.m., tune in for the closer, Brad Carlson. Together they are the Narn. Snow this afternoon. It starts up around 3 p.m. right at the end of the show. Two to four inches is possible before we head into the evening. Three to five inches is possible overnight. And there's a winter storm warning tonight into Sunday morning. Our high today is going to be right around 30 degrees. The views expressed on the following program do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. This is the Northern Alliance Radio Network, the longest-running conservative talk show in the Twin Cities. It's great to be back in Minnesota today. Political analysis of the good, the bad, and the outright crazy. Now, here's your headline act, Mitch Berg. Welcome back, Twin Cities and World. It's the wind beneath the right wing, the shining spot of red in the sea of dismal, dingy institutional blue, the Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 1280, The Patriot. My name is Mitch Berg. My blog, shotinthedark.info. My condition at the moment, recuperating, hopefully, with a little luck. I caught a bit of a bug last night. I'm, I'm normally blessed with a fairly solid Scandinavian constitution. I don't know if I caught a little bit of food poisoning somewhere along the way or if I caught some sort of virus or another, but I was, uh, let's just say Linda Blair's uh, lawyers might have a uh, infringement suit on their case. And if, you, if you're of a certain age, you know exactly what I'm talking about. And if you're not of a certain age, thank yourself. Although 
there have been worse scenes in movies in recent years anyway. But the airtime shot of adrenaline uh, should carry me through. It always has in the past. Not that I've ever, not that I wind up doing a lot of shows sick. I wind up uh, staying fairly healthy on Saturdays. Uh, but <sighs> I figure these are parlous times in America. And I'm about to call for all, all of you to put your shoe leather your spare time, your money, your passion, your 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 free energy, whatever that may be, uh, to use for the greater good of this country and, and of this society. And if I can't fight through a little bit of a of a bug, uh, who am I to ask anyone else to go above and beyond the call of normal everyday duty? So here I am. Uh, thank you all very much. I'm always happy to be here, Brad Carlson. We'll be on tomorrow from 2 to 3, the closer edition of the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Of course, King Banyan, heard every Saturday morning from 9 to 11 on our sister station, AM 1440, The Businessmen. And the big story this week is the same as the big story last week. The the the, the mass sh- shooting, the spree killing, that's the term for it, in, uh, in Broward County, Florida. And it's, it was, again, yet another tragedy. Yet another, uh, yet another episode that, in retrospect, could have been prevented, and in fact, in point of fact, could have been ended in mid-course or early in its course had certain parts of our society not had this near religious faith in. And I, I say near religious as a person who is of, who who is a Christian and who who practices religion, but who recognizes that uh, that while belief in the almighty and the great beyond and, and an afterlife and, and, a, and a deity involves a little bit of faith for its own sake, uh, that faith in our fellow human beings is always a fool's errand. And faith in the government that our fellow deeply fallible human beings constitute around us is even worse. And we saw that uh, played out in spades this past week. Uh, 651-289-4488 if you have any numbers to call. Uh, if you have anything to say. Um, still working my way up to 100% here, so bear with me. It's going to be an entertaining show. <laughs> Some of you out there who are my uh, detractors, you, you might just have a lot of fun today. We'll see what happens. So anyway, so let's set a countdown what happened here. A deeply troubled kid, Nicholas Cruz, with a long, long record of violent outbursts, uh, who by law could not be expelled. By the way, there was a time that they could expel kids for endless uh, parades of, of terrible behavior because school districts need that per diem for uh, keeping kids in their seats. Uh, plus, multiple credible reports of a kid who wanted to shoot up the school, received by the sheriff's office and the FBI, uh, and and and. I mean, the, the story just started to come out this past week. The, the schools had a, a the schools had a problem with this kid, this Nicholas Cruz, um, blotch of evil with violent outbursts, including assaults and threats, including thirty nine calls to nine one one over uh, over the kid over the course of the past I don't know year or so, and statements about Nick Cruz that just keep coming out of the woodwork. I mean, his YouTube videos deeply disturbing. Uh, his his comments, his his violent outbursts in school, out of school, everywhere. Like I said, thirty nine nine one one calls. Uh, this is someone who had Florida not had loopholes in their reporting, 
of mental illness issues to the federal NICS database could have had been disqualified from buying a gun, any gun, not just an AR-15, any gu- uh, any handgun or, quote, assault weapon at all. And, and this highlights a problem that we've seen in shooting after shooting after shooting. These people exhibit a pattern of behavior that goes on for years sometimes. I mean, there, there are many among these spree killers plan these attacks for years before they actually pull the trigger, so to speak. There's evidence that, that, that Nicholas Cruz was on the path towards what happened the week before last for at least a year or two. Omar Mateen had been interviewed by the FBI a couple of times. He was the fellow who shot up the gay nightclub in Orlando, also in Orlando. Something about the water in Florida, it seems. <laughs> I don't know what it is. Maybe maybe all those Disney characters floating around. I don't know. I don't know. The Not a joking matter, Mitch. I get that. But still, we, we, we know that the, the, the two people, the couple, who shot up the county office Christmas party in San Bernardino, California, a couple of years ago, had exhibited all sorts of behavior. In fact, the, their neighbors had called the police on them a number of times over troubling behavior. We know that the Dylan Roof, the fellow who shot and killed nine people at the Emanuel Baptist Church in, uh, in, in Charleston a few years ago, was giving off warning signs. We, we know that, that Dylan Harris and, and Eric Klebold Dylan, Eric Harrison, Dylan Klebold, sorry about that. The, 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 the two little blotches of evil that shot up Columbine High School. We know that they were giving off warning signs for years and years before they actually carried out the act. We know that the kid who shot up the Red Lake School killing nine in, here in Minnesota, still Minnesota's uh, biggest mass shooting by far, uh, was giving off warning signs long before he actually took up arms and went to the school. I mean, rarely do these things drop out of rarely do these things drop out of the sky unwarned. This is not, and I'm not going to say it's not rocket scientists, although uh, science, although I almost did because it's an easy thing to say. Uh, it is too easy to say uh, predicting which kid who's acting out and being hyper dramatic is going to be the one that goes out and kills people and which one is just the over entitled video game addict who likes to get people's attention isn't easy but there's a point at which and and where that point is i don't know that anyone really knows but it, but there has been some study of this at which the pattern of behavior goes beyond just loudmouth entitled spoiled kid uh, with some issues sounding off and a kid who is really, really needs watching and needs intervention and needs, by the way, to have some sort of mental health and law enforcement intervention uh, on them, against them, with them, let's just say. And, and where that is, we don't know. And where that is, a good chunk of our society really doesn't care. Because for them, it's not about saving lives. It's not about saving the lives of children. It's not. It's, it's, I mean, they get upset about, the, the, about dead children who look like them, white suburbanite kids. I mean, they, you don't see them 
protesting in Chicago. You don't see Michael Bloomberg spending money protesting in uh, having protests in Chicago, North Minneapolis, Detroit, Baltimore, Camden, uh, St. Louis, Cincinnati, Cleveland, Oakland. I mean, when when Michael Bloomberg's people had their little protest a couple of years ago, uh, the, the, the Dreamsicles held their protest back in the summer of 2016. They held their protests in leafy, placid Egan. And they had them behind the W Hotel uh, down by the Stone Arch Bridge in Minneapolis. Their home turf, yuppie turf, as we used to call it. The place where upper middle class white people gather safely. Upper middle class white liberals feel quite at home, thank you very much. You didn't see them going down Plymouth and Sheridan in North Minneapolis. You didn't see them going through Dayton's Bluff in St. Paul. You didn't see them held in their meetings at the at the three zip codes here in the Twin Cities where nearly half of the Twin Cities, or excuse me, of uh, Minnesota's firearm murders take place. No. And you didn't see them protesting, raising even a finger about the hundreds dead mostly black and brown, mostly in places like Chicago, Detroit, Baltimore, Newark, Camden, Cincinnati, Cleveland, New Orleans, Stockton, Oakdale, uh, Oakdale uh, Oak, Oakland, thank you, Oakland. Not a word. Oh, maybe once in a while you can shame one of them into uh, paying some attention to the carnage that happens among black and brown children. But as a general rule, if the victims don't look like the children of NPR executives and people with ELCA hair, the lives really don't matter. See, that's that's the question a lot of us have of group like groups like Black Lives Matter. Uh, you you don't seem to really, they don't seem to pay much attention to the Black Lives that are actually most at risk, the ones that are actually being cut short. In this society, yeah, there's cops who go over the line, and and we know them, and I've spoken out about them in the past, and I no doubt will again. But this, this is different, and I want to talk a little bit in the next segment or two about a change in this debate that is troubling me and a lot of people like me kind of deeply here, and I would love to get your uh, two cents worth on that as well. I'll be going to the phones, by the way. 651-289-4488 is the number to call should you care to join me. So stick around if you're on hold right now. I'm not going anywhere. Fingers crossed. Go nowhere. I'll be right back. Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 1280, The Patriot. Webster's Dictionary defines a meeting as a gathering of people for a particular purpose, such as to talk about business. No matter how big or small your meeting is, WNAV Audiovisual can help. Because at WNAV Audiovisual, your meeting is our business. Hi, I'm Mark Stoneman, president of WNAV Audiovisual. Today, over 26 million meetings will take place in the United States. In today's fast-paced world, meetings are essential to keep people connected. In today's fast-paced world, you have to get business done now. Whether your meeting is in a conference room, auditorium, ballroom, or sanctuary, 
WNAV can provide you with audiovisual equipment and expertise quickly, smoothly, and efficiently. And we've been serving Minnesota since 1983. Learn more about what WNAV's technicians can do for you online at WNAV-video.com. That's WNAV-video.com. WNAV Audiovisual, where your meeting is our business. This is David Davenport of the Hoover Institution for townhall.com. Among many lost arts in Washington, the most problematic is the lost art of compromise. The dictionary says compromise includes the root word calm or together with the word promise. We make promises by coming together. America learned this early with the Constitutional Convention full of compromises. But now members of Congress vote not to find the best solution for the country, but the best platform for their next election. Democrats threatened to shut the entire government over dreamer immigrants, while Trump was willing to see a shutdown over his wall. And so it goes. Politicians standing firm on one issue or another, which they believe will get them reelected. And the whole of the federal government is held hostage. We need more politicians like Ronald Reagan, who told House Speaker Tip O'Neill, I will take half a loaf today, but I will come back for the other half tomorrow. I'm David Davenport. The Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy, America's unique graduate program. Learn more at publicpolicy.pepperdine.edu. So you've been exploring solutions for your hair loss. You've seen ads from the national chains. You've researched the alternative products that cost a fortune, but there seem to be no guarantees. So here's good news for you. This is Dennis Prager. Go to INeedMoreHair.com and see what their hair transplant specialists are doing for men and women like you. The consultations are free. Their doctors have given patients in Hollywood and worldwide a full head of hair. They can do the same for you. You'll see a more confident reflection of yourself. In fact, they guarantee your results in writing, and their prices are some of the best in the business, as low as $3 per graft. So stop searching and go to INeedMoreHair.com. You have nothing to lose. Call their office in Egan for your free consultation. I need morehair.com. Experience you can trust, prices you can afford. Get the permanent solution to your hair loss at I need morehair.com. AM twelve eighty the Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network, 651-289-4488, the number to call should you care to join me. Talking about the spree killing in Florida, week before last, it's still in the news, because the media has determined that it will stay in the news as long as it has to. I haven't seen anything quite like this ever. And I was going to say, I haven't seen anything like this since Sandy Hook, but in a way... This is more disturbing than Sandy Hook, and I'll, I'll talk about that in a minute here. Let's go to the phones. And Rosemount Joe, welcome to the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Joe, you're on the air. Thanks for taking my call. Yep. Um, yeah, the, there was a couple of things I want to touch on. One was Trump had that uh, meeting where he had some of the parents who had uh, children who had been shot at the meeting. And I think on completely different ends of the spectrum. There are some really good ideas that were brought forth there, and I really think we need to do something, not like the Democrats say, we just need to do something. We actually need to do something that has a chance of working. Right. And I think there were some really good ideas there. For instance, one of the one of the, uh, the father of one of the do- girls who was just shot, you know, suggested, you know, finding teachers that will volunteer, not forcing anyone to do it, but ones that will volunteer 
to carry arms and then getting them the training, doing background checks, uh, everything they need to be effective. And perhaps they didn't bring it up, but even the guns they carry make them so that they only can shoot them. I know there's different ways that that can be done. They could have a key in a different place for the gun, I think. I think there might even be some that work on your fingerprints. I'm not sure, but a way that if a kid stole the phone, it's not, they're not going to be able to shoot it. So do something like that because that would be the latch of the last-ditch effort if everything else fails. You need to have that. And then, But the, another parent who uh, brought up some things about psychologically that were done, and I think it was a Sandy Hook school district, that are extremely successful not only in preventing violence like this from taking place, you know, finding out the signs and getting the person help before they go crazy like this, but also it helps with kids who are cutting themselves and suicide and the suicides among kids in high school is actually a huge problem. And many, many more die from that than this. So it would, it would attack that on two prongs. And just one final thing I wanted to say was if you did don't whatever end of the spectrum, let's do all of these things to try to prevent it in the first place, but also have latch a last ditch effort, there that you could have people around who could actually shoot the person. And another thing I found out was there was deputies at the uh, school, yep. and they was, I think there was three or four of them with uh, guns there was who one. sat outside waiting for the SWAT team. And I'm thinking there's two possibilities of how absurd that is. Yeah. Either the federal program trained them to do that, and if so, the people that came up with that program are fools because those people should have either went into the school looking as hard as they can as if their own parent or their own child was maybe going to get shot right. and try to shoot that guy. They could even probably have their cell phones, security cameras, go to their cell phones to help them find them and shoot them. Because every second that goes by, more kids can get shot. You can't wait. Absolutely, so Joe. And, and by the way, Joe, this is one area where the feds have actually, a rare area where the feds have actually led the way at least in some ways, towards common sense. After This is one an argument I've been having with uh, a fair number of my liberal friends, uh, as well as, uh, well, next week with the City Pages, uh, who came up with a really, really dim piece this last week about how arming teachers is such a terrible, terrible idea. And I've seen this from a lot of, of my f- liberal friends. I, I do have liberal friends, believe it or not, and uh, they, they have sounded off on this to their perhaps chagrin, since I don't have a lot of patience for that. After Columbine, which is coming up on 20 years ago, the FBI uh, did a survey, a study of serial killer, of spree killers, not serial killers, spree killers. And they and we've talked about this before, uh, over and over again on this show. The uh, they they found that the the best thing to do with with spree killers once they start shooting. Now, when pre- when prevention is off the table. Uh, and, and the shooting has started, the best thing you can do is to put shots on target, to, to break the, even, even the threat, even the threat of violent uh, opposition is enough to get them to break off and run away or kill themselves. And we've, we've talked about this on this broadcast over and over again, right? They, they, three days before Sandy Hook, a, uh, a, a killer named Jacob Roberts walked into the Clackamas Mall in Portland, Oregon. I've been talking about this for six, seven years now, walked into the Clackamas Mall in Portland, Oregon with an AR-15 and started blazing away, killed two people, uh, two Christmas shoppers. It was actually on my birthday back in 2011, three days before Sandy Hook. And 
one man, one guy with a uh, Glock and a permit, a fellow named Nick Melly, drew his gun and pointed it at Jacob Roberts. And Jacob Roberts saw this and turned and ran away. And and there's a psychological reason for this. Because the people who do spree killings, now this is distinct from terrorists. Terrorists have a different motivation. So you got to be careful about who you're talking about when you talk about spree killers. And by the way, different from criminals, although criminal, very different motivations there as well. A spree killer spends months, sometimes years, planning these acts, as we said before. And when they carry them out, the FBI has found, their profilers have found that these blotches of evil go into a narcissistic reverie, a fugue state, if you will. They're, they're lost in a dream while they're carrying it out. It's adrenaline. It's, it's whatever their madness is. And the idea that someone can break their plan for them throws them off the rails. It, 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 they don't know how to deal with it. They, because for the most part, almost exclusively, they pick targets where they know they're not going to, where they're reasonably certain they're not going to have any opposition. I mean, we know that James Holmes, the guy who killed 33 people in a, in a theater in, in Aurora, Colorado, uh, some time ago, picked that theater because it was a gun-free zone. He picked the theater he picked because of the six theaters in the immediate area that he looked at. This was the one that was posted no guns. And that was a factor in his choice. Maybe not the decisive factor, but a factor. And if you want to make a big impression, which, by the way, is what spree killers want to do. They want to, they're narcissists. They want to make a big impression. They want all the world's attention on them. And this is the way to get, this is the way to get immortality. As we talked about last week on the show, spree killers seek immortality. And the media gives immortality in this country. And citizens with guns take that immortality away. And, and, and the, the, the FBI started training people in the immediate aftermath of Columbine to not wait for the SWAT team to show up, to, to get in there and start shooting. Just put Even the threat of resistance. I mean, Nick Milley didn't have to fire a shot at Jacob Roberts. And there have been other shootings where the threat or the actual response uh, was what it took. I mean, sometimes there have been a few um, spree killers who were killed. There have been a few citizens that were killed resisting spree killers, but it did the job. And there have been episodes where the spree killing ended because the the threat of, of someone being able to risk, resist with lethal force was all it took. Including two school killings. Pearl, Mississippi, October 1st, 1987. After stabbing his mother to death, Luke Woodham grabbed a rifle and started shooting at students leaving the school, killing two. An assistant principal, a fellow named Joel Myrick, ran to his car, got because he couldn't bring it on campus, uh, grabbed his Colt 45 and apprehended Woodham. The threat of someone with a gun being able to end him caused Luke Woodham to collapse, give up. Believe he's doing life without parole now. I could look it up. I don't care. As long as he's out of society forever. And that wasn't the last one. Six months later, Edinburgh, Pennsylvania. April 1998, 14-year-old Andrew Wurst 
shot and killed a teacher and wounded another as well as two students at a middle school dance and appeared to be looking to shoot more when James Strand, who's the owner of the banquet, well, banquet hall where the middle school uh, was having its dance, apprehended uh, young Mr. Worst with a shotgun. Didn't kill him. Andrew Worst is doing is doing serious time today. Pretty sure they treated him as an adult. I have to look it up. I looked it up once upon a time. Don't remember. Important part. Two school killings ended. Ended. By citizens with guns. That's it. People died. Two people died in each case. Each of them a, a, an immeasurable tragedy. Each of them a loss to this world that the, the, the world and their families can never, never comprehend. No way about it. No, no different or no worse than the hundreds of children killed every year in Chicago, Baltimore, Detroit, New Orleans, Newark, Camden, etc., etc., who never get any attention. Remember. But these are two school killings that were ended by citizens with guns, law-abiding citizens with guns. Oh, yeah, one, a third school killing. Granted, it was a law school. Peter uh, Odigjua, a former student at uh, the Appalachian School of Law in 2002, killed three people, wounded three more before two students using weapons they weren't supposed to have at the gun-free school apprehended him. Yet again, spree killer and his act that he had been planning for some time ended when they realized that their plan wasn't going anywhere. In fact, if they didn't drop their gun presently, their plan was going to end, and so were they. Now, I'm going to come back and talk about that a, a little more here, because as, as Joe, from, uh, Joe from Lakeville brought up, uh, this, was, this is something that law enforcement has taken to mean, uh, put, put shots on target is something that law enforcement has taken to mean law enforcement should be doing this. And as we saw this past week, there are, there are gaps, there are human frailties at play here that mean that that's a step in the right direction, but not a sure thing. 651-289-4488. Go nowhere. We'll be right back. According to a recent survey, these are the top barriers to company growth. Finance takes too long to close the books, too slow to launch new products, hiring and keeping good people, systems not talking to each other. They should look at the number one business and financial system for growing companies, NetSuite from Oracle. NetSuite tracks and manages your revenue, cash flow, HR, inventory, projects, even e-commerce from a dashboard on your phone. Go to NetSuite.com slash radio to get your free guide called Crushing the Five Barriers to Growth. NetSuite.com slash radio. Relief Factor is made from high-quality fish oil and essential nutrients. Gives your body the help it needs to aid fighting recurring aches and pains. When life's aches and pains get you down, you need relief. Physicians made Relief Factor as an essential way to support the body's fight against aches and pains. It's a remarkable product. It has worked. I only endorse it because it helped my wife with her knee pain. I didn't even know she was taking it. Then when it was mentioned, she said, oh, yeah, this stuff is, is like magic. Look, there are people who've told me they've postponed or delayed or simply negated surgery because of Relief Factor. That's how powerful it is. 
Go to www.relieffactor.com. That's relieffactor.com or call 800-500-8384. That's 800-500-8384. This remarkable product is called Relief Factor, relieffactor.com. The world of business and finance is constantly changing. How are you keeping up with all the information? Most likely, you're not. Checking websites, writing emails, making phone calls, checking more websites, and still not finding what you need to know. But it has to be out there somewhere. Well, it is. Business 1440 is your on-air guide through the fast-paced business landscape. What you want to know, when you want to know it. Up-to-the-minute business and financial news on Business 1440. Stream online at TwinCitiesBusinessRadio.com. Do you have sleep apnea? Are you tired of dragging your big, bulky CPAP device with you whenever you leave home? Yeah, well, I was too. That's why I'm so glad I called to try the Transcend Mini CPAP for 10 nights. I can't imagine living without it now. My Transcend is about as small as a soda can and weighs less than a pound. That's less hassle to carry than my shaving kit. Plus, I was able to add a battery pack that's as tiny as a deck of cards. But hey, that's not all. Transcend is FAA compliant too, which means I can finally sleep comfortably while flying. Heck, I can sleep comfortably anywhere now. So if that all sounds good to you, call now to give Transcend a try. You'll be glad you did. Now you can try Transcend and sleep comfortably for 10 restful nights with a money-back guarantee. Just pay return shipping. So call minicpap.com now. 1-800-915-9272. Again, that's 1-800-915-9272. 1-800-915-9272. AM 1280, The Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network, 651-289-4488. My name is Mitch Berg. My blog, shotinthedark.info. We are making talk radio great again. This is the spirit of radio. (laughs) The real spirit of real radio. Not some rinky-dink podcast. The real thing. If it doesn't have an antenna... You just ain't Mena. Doesn't have a transmitter. You need to go sit. No, I can't say that on the radio. That's one advantage that podcasters have over me. <laughs> if it ain't electric, don't get apoplectic. Yeah, I've been, uh, I've got a little bug today. I'm prevailing purely through the sheer force of of will here today. I had a bit of a Linda Blair moment last night. A bit of a bug caught me, and uh, it, it was a long night. But this is important. These are these are difficult times. And by the way, we are here for you here at am1280thepatriot.com. Uh, we've got an event coming up. I can't give you details, but it's going to be a big one. Uh, what is it? Well, I'll tell you what. Some of your favorite Salem hosts... Just might prop up here. We don't know who. We don't know when. We don't know where. It's kind of like it's kind of like a mystery. It's like it's like where's Waldo, only with uh, radio people. And there's some other cool stuff that's going to be part of that event that I'm just tickled pink about. And we'll talk about that later. We we can't talk about it yet. But you're going to want to reserve some time. Save the date. Now, it doesn't matter. Who, I, I I can't give you the date to save. So just say all of all of them. Block off the next six months on your calendar. Don't schedule anything until we give you that date. 
because it's going to be worth it. And it'll be one night by the time we're all done with the whole thing. But so you'll get you'll get 179 of those nights back. Okay, but stay tuned. It's going to be a fun one, and and we from the Narn will be there as well. So make sure you stick around and pay attention over the next couple of weeks. We're going to be announcing a new uh, Salem Radio event coming up shortly here. 651-289-4488 is the number to call. Now, as Joe from Farmington pointed out in the last segment, uh, there was there was one school service officer at Parkland uh, High School in Florida this past week. And the, 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 the officer, who, by the way, was a, a fellow who had been on the force for 30, almost 33 years. He was... Uh, Serving out the last uh, bit of his career as a school service officer, which, by the way, is generally fairly low-key duty. I mean, as much as people talk about school shootings uh, being a common scourge in this country, they're, they're rare. And mass shootings are, are rare. I mean, they're too common, but they are rare in this country. In fact, they're a lot rarer than a lot of people would, would have you believe. Some statistics that came out this past week... Uh, showed that, in fact, that uh, that uh, mass spree killings in, this, uh, in the United States are no more common than they are uh, over the past, uh, from 2009 to 2015. This, by the way, according to uh, John Lott's uh, Criminal Policy Research Center, in uh, researching crime data from countries around the world from 2009 to 2015 for a six-year period, uh, the, the country in the world with the death rate per million people for mass shootings that was the highest during that six-year period was Norway. Now, granted, they had one of the worst mass shootings uh, we've ever heard of, the, the Syria uh, shooting with 68 dead. And in, in a nation with 5 million people, a nation with literally as many people learning Norwegian on Duolingo as there are who speak it as natives, that's going to rock the statistics up quite a bit. But but behind them, who? The United States? No, Serbia. Uh with a with a 0.38 per 100,000 per, per million rather death rate from from spree killings and mass shootings for that 6-year period. United States has got to be next, right? No, it's France. France right behind Serbia. United States has got to be next, right? No, it's it's Macedonia or whatever they're allowed to call themselves. I think they settled that this last week with the Greeks. They can actually call themselves Macedonia. King Banya would probably have more to talk with you about uh, that than I will. Uh, but the United States has got to be number five, right? Right? Wrong. Albania is number five. Slovakia is number six. Switzerland, number seven. Finland, number eight. Belgium, number nine. Czech Republic in at number ten. The United States comes in at number 11 on the list of nations. And these are Western nations full of white people, so they actually count to the gun grabbers. Not like, not like Honduras or Guatemala or El Salvador or, or South Africa. No, no, no. Gun grabbers only count dead white people. And these countries are all dead white people. <sighs> One of my big pet peeves. People say, only count industrialized Western countries. No. The life of a Honduran is worth the same as the life of an American. The United States is number 11 in terms of overall annual death rate 
from mass shootings for that six-year period. And by the way, the frequency of public mass shootings. Oh, we got to be up at the top of that, right? Well, no. We're Macedonia is number one, Albania number two, Serbia number three, Switzerland number four, Norway number five, Slovakia number six, Finland number seven, Belgium number eight, Austria nine, Czech Republic ten, France is number 11. United States comes in at 12, barely, barely ahead of Canada and the Netherlands and Italy and England. England is, is number 16 for mass shootings, spree killings. Frequency, not, not lethality. In terms of uh, number of people killed in mass shootings, England is number 13, uh, number 15, rather, uh, behind Canada at number 14, Netherlands at 13, Austria at 12, United States is number 11. Anyway, uh, so anyway, and, and, and the statistics don't take away from the emotional impact of these, uh, of these shootings, obviously. But the inconvenient truth is we're not, <laughs> spree killings are not uniquely American by any means. Now, as we said before the break, one of the things that, that the FBI started training law enforcement about before, uh, after Columbine, was not to wait for the SWAT team. Now, I, <laughs> anti-gunners are, are, as P.G. O'Rourke once said, I'm not a liberal, so I'm not an expert at stuff I know nothing about. One of my regular liberal commenters on my blog at shotinthedark.info is a fellow named Emery. He's pseudonymous, uh, but he doesn't abuse his pseudonymous uh, character, so I let him post comments pseudonymously. I've had to bar a few other pseudonymous uh, anonymous posters from my blog because they take advantage of that status. But Emery's a good guy. He's a reasonable guy. He, he's, he's been right. He's, he's come around, I think, to the right side on a few issues. But he, he said this uh, on my blog yesterday in a, after a post I wrote about uh, the episodes that, well, uh, these, these episodes and some of the response to it. He said, trained SWAT uh, don't enter an active shooter setting without a plan, clear command and control, total communication links, and helmets and body armor. M. Berg and Trump think a dozen teachers are going to grab their handguns and run to the sound of gunfire and start shooting? Your scenario is from a Hollywood movie, not real life. Now, two points in there that need to be answered, will not be answered, have answered over and over on my blog, and I'm afraid I'll have to do it again. Train SWAT, uh, his point about train SWAT not entering an active shooter situation was true 20 years ago. I mean, at Columbine. When Harris and Klebold were, were blasting away at their fellow students, killing 13, the SWAT team showed up relatively quickly and waited outside for four hours. Harris and Klebold and their 13 victims had been dead for three hours by the time the SWAT team went into the building. The school service officer, by the way, he, he got some criticism because he had fired a couple shots at Harris and Klebold uh, before shepherding kids out of the school. Uh, he fired a few shots. Harris and Klebold turned around and ran back to the library where they did most of their killing. And while it wasn't the response that w it didn't end the, the episode, but it prevented them from setting their bombs, it blew them out of their reverie, out of their narcissistic fugue state to the point where they, they changed their plan to just killing people in the library, which is tragic if you're in the library, but it beats the heck out of propane bombs going off all over the school, most likely. So 
that particular school service officer did more good with the magazine full of shots he fired with his service automatic pistol than the entire Jefferson County SWAT team who stood in their staging area getting their battle rattle on, getting their communication links set up, getting their clear command and control set up, and wondering if there were bombs in there. And all due respect to SWAT cops, but an American Legion drum and bugle corps would have done as much good to save lives at Columbine that day. And the FBI, to its momentary credit, realized that as well. And they said, and, and, and they started training law enforcement around the country, the best thing to do is to put shots on Bot's target and do it soon. Do it right away. Don't wait for SWAT. I mean, I mean get, get into a position where you can take a shot at the guy usually a guy and and get something flying down range at him because the sound of a bullet whizzing past your head to say nothing of digging into your chest is <laughs> a great deterrent we'll come back to that word deterrent in a moment here now emory the pseudonymous commenter writes emberg and trump think a dozen teachers are going to grab their handguns and run to the sun of the shooting no i don't I think a teacher is going to sit with their class, barricade their room, and if someone charges into the room to start shooting, they will kill them. That's what happens. That's what civilians are generally allowed to do. That's how civilians are supposed to react to immediate lethal threats. Self-preservation is a very powerful thing, and we're going to talk about that when we come back. Because I've heard a lot of this nonsense about about people, civilians being helpless in the face of creeps with guns. I've had enough. You should have enough, too. Northern Alliance, AM 1280, The Patriot. AM 1280, The Patriot. Hi, this is Nick Anderson, General Manager of AM 1280, The Patriot. And I'd like to remind you to spend your money wisely and use our loyal marketing partners here at this great station. Many of our clients are local businesses who live, work, and play right here in the Twin Cities, and their success in business is our success. For a list of our loyal marketing partners, go to am1280thepirate.com or call us at 651-405-8800. We thank you for listening and supporting our partners. Have you racked up more than $10,000 in credit card debt? Are you barely getting by making minimum payments? You should know. The credit card companies tricking you into thinking there's no way out. Credit card companies would rather you didn't know that there are ways you can become debt-free and you don't have to pay the entire amount you owe. There are debt relief programs that help people like you escape overwhelming credit card debt. National Debt Relief has helped tens of thousands of people just like you reduce more than $500 million dollars of debt. National Debt Relief has helped so many people, they're A-plus rated by the Better Business Bureau. You don't have to declare bankruptcy or take out a consolidation loan. You have the right to settle your debt for a mere fraction of what you owe. Reduce a large portion of your debt now. Call National Debt Relief at 800-694-7394. 800-694-7394. That's 800-694-7394. Do you have sleep apnea? Are you tired of dragging your big, bulky CPAP device with you whenever you leave home? Yeah, well, I was too. 
That's why I'm so glad I called to try the Transcend Mini CPAP for 10 nights. I can't imagine living without it now. My Transcend is about as small as a soda can and weighs less than a pound. That's less hassle to carry than my shaving kit. Plus, I was able to add a battery pack that's as tiny as a deck of cards. But hey, that's not all. Transcend is FAA compliant, too, which means I can finally sleep comfortably while flying. Heck, I can sleep comfortably anywhere now. So if that all sounds good to you, call now to give Transcend a try. You'll be glad you did. Now you can try Transcend and sleep comfortably for 10 restful nights with a money-back guarantee. Just pay return shipping. So call minicpap.com now. 1-800-915-9272. Again, that's 1-800-915-9272. 1-800-915-9272. Join Gene Sullivan each week on Where You Live, where he takes on... Uh, Gene, who do you take on anyway? Maniacal landlords, slippery renters, overbearing HOA boards, demanding homeowners. Oh, and the legislative lunacy brought on by local politicians wanting to fix everything for us. It's a common sense perspective on the news and stories that affect you the most right where you live. Join Gene Sullivan every Saturday morning at 10 a.m. on AM 1280 The Patriot. AM 1280, The Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network, 651-289-4488 is the number to call. Winter storm warning in effect for the Twin Cities. Snow totals between 1 and 78 inches predicted. Maybe. We don't know. All we know is the weathermen are feeling tingly today. And weatherwomen. And that means... I'm not going to begrudge them a good time. It's tough being in television these days. Not much to, to look forward to. Got to look for a massacre or a blizzard to, to get the you know, shake off the blues around the studio. No, that was unfair. Uh, there have been people. Well, we'll come back to that next hour here uh, about the, the, the social damage that the gun control debate is causing uh, in light of what we saw last night in Lakeville at the John Lott uh, speech, and what we've seen in the media this past week, some stuff that goes way beyond uh, simple policy questions about firearms in this country. Um, but let's talk about some some simple uh, policy changes here. Uh, Scott Israel is a, the sheriff of Broward County, Florida. He's a former Republican who has run for office and won twice as a Democrat. And he's the happiest person in America because as of earlier this week, he got himself a scapegoat. Because he his department ignored or did nothing useful with 39 911 calls from people saying, this guy scares us. This guy is talking with more than just the usual level of lunacy about becoming a professional school killer. And more than just simple words here, people. Scott Israel, along with the FBI, Orlando office, took a pass on all those. He's been coming under some well-justified heat for it. And so this past week, he got some good news. He had a scapegoat. An armed school resource officer uh, assigned to protect students at Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School took a defensive position outside the school and did not enter the building while the shooter was killing students and teachers inside with an AR-15 assault-style rifle, Broward County Sheriff Scott Israel said Thursday. He gave him four minutes, four minutes of uninterrupted time 
to kill the kids. The AR-15 is irrelevant, by the way. A 30-round magazine is irrelevant because guess what? If you have a pistol with a 10-round magazine or a 12-round magazine, it takes you one second to change, two seconds if you haven't been practicing, to change out magazines. And if nobody's shooting back at you, heck, you could have killed 17 people with a double-barrel break-action shotgun if nobody can do a darned thing about it. Anyway, Israel uh, said that he suspended school resource deputy Scott Peterson on Thursday after seeing a video from the Parkland, Florida school that showed Peterson outside the school building where the shooter was inside and attacking. What I saw was a deputy arrive at the west side of Building 12, take up a position, and never went in, said Israel. Israel noted that what readers of my blog have known for years. According to the FBI, the deputy's job is to get in there and put shots on the target to at least distract Scott uh, uh, Nicholas Cruz to shake him out of his narcissistic fugue, fugue state. Cops have known this and ostensibly trained on this since Columbine. Now, I'm not the person who's going to criticize someone for not charging to the sound of the guns. I... Back in 1991, I ghost wrote a book of World War II memoirs for a fellow who passed away this past year, by the way, a guy who was a platoon leader uh, in the U.S. Army during the Battle of the Hurtgen Forest, which is a bloody, awful stalemate of a battle, one of the most pointless battles in U.S. military history. And that's according to military historians. But that's where he, he fought. He, spent, he was one of, in his company of 160 men and six officers, he was one of two officers and 40 men to walk out after two weeks. So it was a bloody, awful battle. And he commented about how different people react different, differently to the threat of being violently killed. And you could not predict who was going to react how. I mean, it's become a bit of a cliche over the years. The big, tough-talking, rah, 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 sharpening my bayonets, I'm going to kill me. It's from World War II movies. Heck, you saw this in the, in the uh, HBO series The Pacific, the, uh, the 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 rah rah marine captain on Guadalcanal wind up shivering and shaking on the bottom of a foxhole when the when the bullets started flying. Uh, and in the meantime, it's the the in in the that narrative. It's the little mild mannered guy who goes on and wins the distinguished service cross for saving his whole platoon. Uh, the guy who never said two words about about combat. And of course, that's too simple. I mean, there are rah rah. Uh, <laughs> there are big rah rah guys who who perform fantastically in combat. There are people with 20 years in the service who break and run or, or collapse at the bottom of the foxhole uh, or run away. And there are people who are mild-mannered little schnooks who also do the same. You can't predict. And I'm, I've heard a lot of people over on social media over the last day call Deputy Peterson a coward for not picking up and charging in. The guy who's in his 50s uh, actually has submitted his retirement papers after his resignation uh, after 30, almost 33 years on the force. He's, I, I'm loath to call anyone a coward uh, who doesn't charge to the sound of gunfire. It's, it's a, it's a scary thing. Even if you're on the, if you're, even if you're on the firing line at a rifle range, it's enough to uh, shake you down to the bottom of your intestines. I'm here to tell you. And when it's potentially aimed at you, I've heard buckshot sailing about 20 feet away from me, and that was as close I ever want to get to the business end of any firearm, I'm here to tell you. But he doesn't belong as a cop. 
Now, the Supreme Court has said there's, you cannot sue police for not protecting you. It's called their qualified immunity. I don't know that I would anyway, but the fact is, depending on people who don't have to charge in to save you, both, well, at least legally don't have to, maybe morally they do, but ethically they don't, is not the answer. Personal self-preservation is... And I've heard a few people, some of my liberal friends, who say, well, you're going to go after someone with an AR-15 with a handgun? Good luck with that. To which I respond, self-preservation is a powerful thing. It worked for Nick Melly. It worked for the, prince, for the people at the two school massacres 20 years ago that re- responded with shotguns and pistols against rifles and shotguns. It worked for Nick Melly with his Glock against an AR-15. Self-preservation is one of the most powerful forces there is. And while I don't necessarily expect the teacher with a concealed carry permit to pick up her gun and go charging to the sound of the gunfire, in fact, the law would take a dim view of that, I do expect that teacher to barricade themselves behind their desk with their kids, and if someone comes through the door, put a couple center mass And that's not Hollywood talking, and it's not a John Wayne movie talking. It's reality. It's reality we've seen in real life. But real life isn't what interests the left in this debate. We'll be back with more when we come back. Northern Alliance, AM 1280, The Patriot. The world is a more dangerous place now than ever before. So who do you trust for security at your business or for your next event? Here at AM 1280, The Patriot, we trust Midwest Protection Agency. Their staff is highly trained, incredibly professional, and provides services such as executive protection and transportation, corporate security, and workplace violence security services. To contact Midwest Protection, visit them online at mwprotection.net. That's mwprotection.net. When I found out I was pregnant, I panicked. I was afraid, feeling pressured. I didn't know what else to do. I was nine weeks along and didn't know there were other options. I didn't know the baby already had a beating heart. I didn't know there were couples waiting to adopt. I called the confidential hotline and learned the facts. I found an option that both my baby and I can live with. Hello, my name is Marianne Koharski. I'm the director of Pro-Life Across America, the billboard people. So often we get calls just like this from men and women seeking help and alternatives. Our 800 hotline connects callers to the services they need for pregnancy, adoption as well as post-abortion assistance. If you know someone who is pregnant or in need of confidential counseling or would like to support the work of Pro-Life Across America, please call 1-800-366-7773 or check us out on the web prolifeacrossamerica.org Pro-Life Across America is educational, non-political and tax deductible. Pro-Life Across America Life is expensive. Having a second income now and through retirement will allow you to live life the way you want and avoid being married to your job. In just a few hours a week, you can learn the skills to profit from trading and investing by using our proven rules-based strategy at Online Trading Academy. We focus on low-risk, high-reward trades that mirror the tools Wall Street uses to make that second income so you never outlive your retirement dollars while providing you life's most precious asset, time. Let's get you on a path to financial freedom, allowing you to live the life you've always dreamed of. 
Call OTA at pound 250 on your cell phone for a free investing workshop or register at learnwithota.com. Again, that's learnwithota.com. Online Trading Academy Radio. The world of business and finance is constantly changing. How are you keeping up with all the information? Most likely, you're not. Checking websites, writing emails, making phone calls, checking more websites, and still not finding what you need to know. But it has to be out there somewhere. Well, it is. Business 1440 is your on-air guide through the fast-paced business landscape. What you want to know, when you want to know it. Up-to-the-minute business and financial news on Business 1440. Stream online at TwinCitiesBusinessRadio.com. This is 